Pearls of Excellence, a series produced by the Foundation for Excellence in Women's Health in collaboration with the SASCOG, the Society of Academic Specialists in General Obstetrics and Gynecology. Today's pearl is entitled, Management of Pelvic Pain After Negative Diagnostic Laparoscopy, published October 2018, authored by Dr. Michael Breen, mentored by Dr. Amy Young, edited by Dr. Abimbola Famayide. Although considered gold standard in investigating acute or chronic pelvic pain, diagnostic laparoscopy may not demonstrate any causative factors in 30 to 50% of patients, leading to considerable disappointment. When endometriosis is not detected by gross inspection or by biopsy, alternative etiologies should be considered. Often, multiple etiologies are culpable, hence evaluation should be aimed at identifying contributory factors rather than focusing on a single diagnosis as the cause of pelvic pain. A thorough history should be elicited for characteristics of the pain, type, site, duration, and referral, association with bowel, urinary symptoms, and impact of physical activities and posture. Evaluation should include abdominal wall and pelvic examination with careful palpitation for focal muscle tenderness, levator ani, obturator internus, and piriformis, inguinal and femoral hernia orifices, sacroiliac joints, public symphysis, and lumbosacral vertebrae. Hernias may be diagnosed by palpitating a cough impulse during physical examinations. Inguinal ultrasonography with cough stress test may also aid diagnosis. Treatment is surgical repair with or without supporting mesh. Musculoskeletal source of pain is often overlooked, for example, myofascial pain, trigger points, pelvic floor myalgia, hernias, degenerative disc disease, and nerve entrapment syndromes. In one study, abdominal wall pain, AWP, was diagnosed in 67% of patients with chronic pelvic pain, and AWP patients were more likely to require opioids or pain adjuvants than women without abdominal wall pain. Diagnosis of AWP is aided by Carnot's test. Carnot's test is performed by having the patient tense her abdominal wall. Unchanged or worsening abdominal wall tenderness, a positive test, is diagnostic of abdominal wall pain. Once hernias are excluded, injecting the muscle with a local anesthetic with or without corticosteroids is both diagnostic and therapeutic. Pelvic floor myalgia, non-relaxing pelvic floor dysfunction, is a common cause of CPP and is characterized by pelvic pain worsened by prolonged sitting or standing or physical activity including sexual intercourse. Pain is minimal in the morning and worsens as the day progresses and is often associated with defecatory dysfunction or urinary urgency. One prospective MRI study identified levator anti-injury in 77% of patients with pelvic pain after negative laparoscopy compared with 4% of pain-free controls. Careful digital palpitation may show exquisite tenderness of the levator ani, obturator internus, and or piriformis muscles. Anorectal manometry with balloon expulsion may help confirm defecatory disorders, and urodynamic testing may be appropriate in evaluating urinary symptoms. Early referral for physical therapy is important, with 60 to 80% of patients reporting marked or complete relief. 
Adenomyosis is common in women of reproductive age group and is often indistinguishable from endometriosis with features including cyclic pelvic pain, severe dysmenorrhea, and deep dyspareunia. Unlike endometriosis, heavy menstrual bleeding may be a prominent symptom. Pelvic examination may demonstrate a globally enlarged and tender uterus, and 2D ultrasonography may show characteristic features including heterogeneous myometrial echo texture, myometrial cysts, indistinct endometrial myometrial border, and presence of diffuse myometrial vascularity. Both 3D ultrasonography and MRI imaging can be diagnostic if the initial results are inconclusive. Effective treatment options include oral contraceptive pills, levonorgestrel intrauterine systems, and uterine artery embolization. Depression, sleep disorders, and psychological issues are often associated with CPP and may be the result of the pain rather than causative factors. Conversely, a significant portion of women with chronic pelvic pain may have histories of sexual or physical abuse, and in particular, child abuse that may provoke pain somatization. Use of abuse screening questions may be helpful because patients do not generally associate history of abuse with current pain syndrome. When appropriate, referral to a mental health professional should be considered. Other etiologies that must be considered include urethral syndrome, vulvodynia, irritable bowel syndrome, chronic appendicitis, central sensitization syndrome, pelvic neuropathies, and constipation. The complex nature of managed pelvic pain after negative laparoscopy may be best addressed in a center by a specialized multidisciplinary team including gynecologist, psychiatrist and or psychologist, pelvic floor physical therapist, social worker, pain management specialist, and other subspecialists. Be sure to visit our website for the full version of this pearl and to follow up with suggested further readings and references. You should also review the important notices on use and reliance on our pearls articles. Visit us at excellence.org. This article is protected under copyright laws of the United States. No redistribution is authorized without the expressed written consent of the Foundation for Excellence in Women's Health.